Dear friends, welcome to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chat. My name is Lucia Arguejova and I will be moderating today's interview with Cuban artist Tania Bruguera. Welcome, Tania. Thank you for the invitation. Tania Bruguera is a leading Cuban performance artist that uses politically motivated art to influence social and political processes. After recent protests, she was detained and taken to Villa Marista, a prison known for holding political prisoners and interrogated by Cuban state security. So let me start with the first question, Tanya. I would like to ask you, what has been the situation in Cuba uh, since this year's July protests, that is following the largest protests that took place in Cuba since 1990s? Well, um, the demonstration on July 11 and 12 were unheard of, even for before the revolution actually, because it started in a small town um, in the west of, of the country. And very, very quickly, it became a national uh, uprise. All the provinces, the whole island, all little towns start going out on the street. And that makes you wonder how, for how long people were waiting for this. How is it that a group of people in one small city transmit over the internet what they are doing in a park, and that sparks the whole island to go out and protest. That tells you that, in a way, this was um, uh, the way in which people were able to say what they think about the current government. So we have seen um, this demonstration had um, given a lot of hope to a lot of people um, because it was spontaneous, it was unorganized, it was completely um, popular, uh, there was no leader. Um, and this is one of the things the government is trying very hard to do. They're trying to find one or two leaders to blame for this so they can feel um, they have punished somebody. And because they haven't been able to do that, what they're doing is punishing the whole people. So what the government has done is, for the foreigners, they look like democratic, you have a freedom of expression, you have freedom of, of demonstration, association, everything is on the constitution. As soon as you try to exercise your right, your constitutional right, they imprison you and they start punishing you. Because what they do it at the inside of Cuba is to let clear, let clear for all the Cubans that you have no rights. That all of this is a theater for all the people to pretend that you are not a dictatorship and therefore receive help and, and, and money from European Union, from the US and from other countries. So this is the game that we are in this moment. What happened July 11 is the people tested that game and say, if we have the right, let's exercise this and see what happened. Well, what happened is the Cuban government uh, detained more than 1,500 uh, people, peaceful protesters, from which now we have around 850 still in prison. They detained minors. There was a, a group of, a, a very uh, intense group of minors who were detained. And also, um, after all the protests of the people who were not in prison, 
for the liberation of people in prison. What they have decided is to do what is called uh, juicios sumarios, which means expedite uh, judgment, uh, where you don't have neither a lawyer or a judge. So it is being treated as a police matter instead of a, a law matter. So therefore, they have also judged people as groups. They take, I don't know, 15 people all at the same time, and they're all condemned together. So this is also a violation. I mean, the amount of violation we have in this process after 11 uh, July events are unheard of in Cuba. So this is something that, um, that we have seen is, uh, and this is based on, on a document by prisoner defenders that they did the research. Um, the trials without lawyers are up to 85% of all the trials. We have a story of a friend of ours who is in prison her mom, uh, his mom and brother went to see him in prison. And when they arrived, they were informed that the kid was not there. They say, where is it? He's in another place quite far being judged. They run, they call the lawyer that, that some of us recommended to them. And they run, the lawyer run, the, the mother and the brother run. When they arrived to a place, he was already uh, processed two years in prison for just being a peaceful protester. So I think the, the disproportion between what people did and the government's measures are equivalent to the fear the government has of its own people in Cuba at this moment. Um, to follow up on this, on this topic also on, on, let's say, the factor of fear, um, in your opinion, what were the main reasons that drew so many people to the streets and why did Cuban people decide to protest this time, even mm. though they have traditionally feared to criticize the government mm. publicly? What were they protesting against? Um, it was a, a group of things. Um, for, many, for, for many months, um, the people were witnessing I mean, there was COVID, so everybody was on the internet, they were at home. So they were witnessing a group of artists who were protesting for the rights. Um, and I think, in a way, some of the people were seeing new ways of protesting and saying, well, they did it, well, we cannot do it. But the main reason, I think, is the fact that the Cuban government has demanded increasingly and, and very um, clearly sacrifices from the Cuban people without giving anything in exchange. So they kept doing sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice even more, sacrifice even more. At the point where people start dying because the COVID, and <clears throat> for example, uh, I don't know if you know that Cuba did not accept to be part of the COVAX, uh, by the UN because they were so proud that they would do their own vaccine. And what has happened now is the vaccine, yes, they're producing the vaccine, but in the meantime, they're using people to try the vaccine because the vaccine is not yet approved. So they are uh, using people for trying. Many of these people have been um, getting ill and there is no condition in Cuba right now. The, the hospitals are completely you know, desbordados, uh, they have too many people, there is not enough medical uh, presence while there are medic me um, uh, doctors in other countries 
like Venezuela and other countries that um, are being rented and uh, paid. Uh, I see other governments pay the Cuban government for the service of the doctors. So what has happened is people start asking the government, bring those doctors back because we need them. People start asking, give open uh, the possibility for Cubans outside of Cuba to send us medicine. There are few group of activists uh, in the United States and also in Spain and Europe that had uh, provided more than three tons of medicine. And they're waiting to send it. You know, they send it by knowing someone who, can you please bring this extra bag? We pay you the extra for the bag and you send it to Cuba. So a government that is not taking care of its people, but is demanding more and more sacrifice while you see how they live. Because that's the other situation. Uh, many people um, uh, compared this time to the special period in the 90s. But in the 90s, nobody saw, maybe it happened, but nobody saw the, the nomenclatura, you know, the, the people in the government living their amazing lives where they have no problem. They are super fat. They are super living uh, an, an amazing bourgeois life with no uh, precariousness, while the people, their houses are crumbling, there is no medicine, and, and there is not about, and I have to, to clarify, I'm against the blockade, but we have to be clear. The, gov the US government said they will authorize charters to go to Cuba to bring medicine. The Cuban government ignored this. So all the decision they are taking is about them, about their proudness and not about the need of the people. So I think that was enough. That was the last drop, you know, and so the people decided to... Basically a detonator, yeah. what you are describing, this kind of the, yeah. the socioeconomic condition, uh, the COVID pandemic. Um, do you see there was a significant role of, of social media in, in this? Absolutely, absolutely. I think this this is the the... The social media became almost like a school for people because it has become a very important source of news, of real news, because the government is making fake news, defamation, and of course they are protected. I myself put a defamation case against the national TV newscast and especially one of the, the people who speak there. And they came back, I mean, the response from the from the judge came back saying that they had the right of free press after defaming me and a group of, of activists. So defamation is okay when it's done. So what happened is that social media has become the main source and the Cuban propaganda, which has become quite generic, I have to say, and unspecific, has been uh, slowly uh, being challenged by personal stories that carry um, the sense of truthness that we don't see in the news on TV. So, yes, the people started using social media as their platform to complain, to ask, to demand, But as some, and also to see what activists were doing. They saw people doing protests. They said, okay, maybe we can do that. So it was a nice uh, combination of um, strategies and uh, truth.
no? And how to put the truth uh, out there in the open. So um, definitely it was very important. This is why, this is why you have, uh, after the July um, protest, the government has come up with another decree law, number 35 in this case, where they regulate the use of the internet. And this is not new. During the demonstration, we know and we have documented the case of parents with minors in jail and also um, uh, girlfriends and, and, and friends with people in jail that has been threatened that if they don't take off the videos on, on the internet, if they don't take off their comments criticizing the government on the internet, their dear friends or family will not go out of jail. And we have this documented. This is not, you know, uh, this is documented. We have many, many cases uh, where they say, if you want your loved one to go out, we're going, you have to take off your comments. You have to talk to your friends who put some comments. So basically they have legalized uh, a practice they have been doing for a long time. The interesting part is that in this decree, they talk about fake news, which I'm all for regulating fake news and, you know, and, and taking down fake, fake news. Agree on that. The part that is interesting with the Cuban law is that it's never applied to the people in government. The, the national newspaper from the Communist Party, the online magazine of the Ministry of Culture, uh, the newscast uh, website and uh, Facebook page, they're all having fake news. They're all creating fake news about activists, about the situation, but they are not being punished. That law do not apply to them. For example, during the, the demonstration in July, uh, they were peaceful, but there were some people who entered the stores. They were hungry because, of course, um, even when the protest was not talking about food, it was talking about freedom. People asked for freedom, which was impressive. Some people enter a store. And we don't know if this is actually something done by the people or some infiltrated persons who, who created this um, aggression uh, to change the image of the protest because this happened many hours after the protest was already going on. And, and for example, that those were the only images that were transmitted in the national TV. They did not put anything about um, a video that circulated on, on social media where you saw a buses from um, tourism, like tourist buses, which is actually of the property of the government. This is not a, a private business. This is government business. Tourism is, is government business. So you saw all these bus, a uh, tourist bus, and out of them you see going out people dressed in civilian clothes, but you could see they are not civilians, with sticks, with long sticks. They were going towards the protest. So 
interesting enough, the sticks were all looking the same, which is something that I really caught my attention. When you saw the stick, it's not like you took a branch from the from the floor. They all look the same and even like uh, kind of polished, you know, and they're the same size. So it was quite impressive to see that. They look like, like, like arms, not sticks. So those images were not transmitted on TV and they were censored. On, on social media. The government is also uh, denouncing activists to Facebook and to YouTube, so they close their channels. Um, this, is, this is impressive. Um, I also want to say one thing. Um, when we were talking about the law not applying to them, I want to make a specific comment, which is at the moment we have hundreds of peaceful demonstrators in prison. We have none of the people who who were aggressive to them, none of the people who beat them, none of the people who killed unarmed civilians because there were several um, deaths coming out of this demonstration and they were uh, killed by those people dressed in civilian clothes, but they were part of the army and part of the Cuban government. Where is the justice where you only imprison one side and not the the other side? So I I would like to see um, the process and the trial for the people who beat unarmed people and the person who killed unarmed Cubans. And this is part of the rage that you still feel in Cuba. People know, like, like, we always knew it was a dictatorship. But we have never thought such images will come out of Cuba and such action, like shameless actions, will come out of the president. When he said the order of combat is given, he said on national TV, what he was really saying was not, let's come together and see what happened. Let's have a national dialogue, which is something we have been trying to promote, the, the activists. So what he basically say is those people in civilian dress, uh, clothes, who are part of the army, go and beat them. You will not have any um, consequences. There will not be any consequence to your, to your actions. That's what that phrase meant. You can do what you want. We are not going to treat you for those, um, yeah, actions. Mm-hmm. Thank and you, this is, uh, Yes, th- thank you. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, nice to hear all this, uh, basically, wrap-up of, of what has been happening in Cuba in, in past months from all these different uh, perspectives. And uh, as far mm-hmm. as I understand, the, the situation is still far from resolved. And so let's just hope that this was just the beginning of some kind of ongoing process of of political transformation and civil society strengthening. So with this, I would like to thank you very much for the interview and for all your work. Thank you. And I want to say thank you and also say that it's very uh, good to feel that now we are not minority anymore. The government is the minority.